0: Good
1: morning, church family. Good morning. Yes, we're glad you're here with us. I'm glad you tuned in and joined us yes, with this. Uh, we're uh, having church at home, except you probably know that we're in the cafe of yeah. the church right now. Uh, we, we've been praying for you. We want to tell you that we love you. We've been praying yes. for you and your family that uh, in these times that we'll be able to build our faith and, and be a witness for Jesus. Wherever we go, bring joy. Bring joy and confidence. And that's what we're going to talk about today is because we're going to partake of Holy Communion. And if we take communion in faith, believing what it represents, uh, we're going to have this confidence. We're going to have a spiritual confidence that people will look to. Uh, Mm -hmm. They will see your confidence and say, wow, you've got a better handle on this than than I do. But today we're going to take uh, the Holy Communion together when our faith is settled on the truth of what the communion means, it really will bring confidence. It will bring uh, an expectation of good. It will, um, you'll understand that greater is he who's in us than he who's in the world and that we can face the uncertainty of today, the uncertainty of tomorrow, and even the uncertainty for years to come. Let's face it, none of us, even without this virus, knows what's going to happen tomorrow. But our God does. Amen. Our God does. And so today, I want you to grab your elements, your juice, your bread, uh, your bagels. Stuff here. <laughs> there we go. And get ready to partake of communion. Yeah. But also, more important, bring your Bible. Get your Bible That's open. Right. Yeah. Because we're going to go through scriptures. If you've tuned into Community Life Church or if you've been to our church at all, you know that we love the Word of God. And so we want to investigate that because it's by hearing the word of God, it'll cause our faith to grow. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's join us. Pastor Manny.
0: So yeah, we're going to partake of communion today. And um, sometimes depending on your familiarity with communion, we often think of it as just something that we do in a church building during a worship service. But the early church, made partaking of communion or what we sometimes call the Lord's Supper mm-hmm. is just a part of their regular life. And the early church, what we have to remember is they didn't have these large big buildings to gather into. They gathered in people's homes. Right. They gathered in right. smaller settings. And so here's a couple of scriptures that help us to understand that. This comes from Acts 242. Uh this is gonna come up on mind? the screen there. <laughs> you know. But it says in Acts 2.42 that they devoted themselves, this is the early Christians, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Mm. So it was a simple, but it was powerful. And it looked, let's look at Acts 2.46. It says here, every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. Right. They broke bread In their homes, and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Mm -hmm. So notice it says there, they met in homes, and they broke bread and prayed together. And so this breaking of bread points to having communion together. That's
1: right, yes. Yeah,
0: and they used simple elements. I mean, they used bread, and they used probably table wine or juice that they had. I mean, the early church didn't have (laughs) a little white wafer. (laughs) Didn't have a little tiny cup, plastic cup, disposed throwaway cup.
1: They'd probably say, What are you
0: doing? Juice. <laughs> this was not what the early church had. They used the everyday bread and juice or wine that they had in their home. And so that's what we're going to do. When you partake of communion here at home, just grab a piece of bread. I mean, we took a little piece of a bagel here, or you can have a cracker. You yes. can use a cracker for it. If you don't have any bread, it doesn't matter if it's wheat or rye or gluten-free you can do any of those things. You know, actually, I like rye bread, so I brought a piece of rye. Bread. <laughs> but yet, it doesn't really matter what the type of bread it is, and we have grape juice here. Right. Um And if you prefer, I mean, some of some people prefer to have a sip of wine because Jesus had wine at the Last Supper at at the Passover table. But here's the thing we have to remember in all of this: is it's not the type of you know bread that you have, and it's not the type of juice that you have that's important. That's not what makes this moment holy when we take what we call holy communion. What makes these this whole thing that we're doing holy is the faith that we have and right. what these simple elements like the bread and the juice represent. It's when we're connecting our heart and faith to God mm. over what Jesus did for us through his broken body yes. and his shed blood. Mm. That's what makes this moment powerful. And so we don't want to do it flippantly either. Right. Because we remember the Apostle Paul in Scripture, he corrected the Corinthian church over that. He said, you all are rushing in to eat. You have a meal together and you, some are late and you're not, you're, some don't have anything to eat. Right. And obviously they must have had breaking of bread for the sake of communion together. Because he said, you're, not do, you're doing this in a rushed way, in a flippant way. And he said, this is actually why some of you are uh, sick and right. weak. And some of you, he said, have even died prematurely because you're not recognizing uh, the power in the blood and the power in the broken body and and recognizing the body of Christ that way. And so we want to approach the table. We want to approach communion with with reverence. And we want to approach it in faith. We don't want to just rush in flippantly and do this. And so here we are in our homes. We're gathering uh, together, even online. What we have to remember is even though we may not be like, one physically together, we are one in the spirit, we're partaking of the same holy spirit together when we do this, and that's what's going to make this moment um, powerful Amen. for us so we're just're we're, we approach this with expectation and faith
1: Yes, yeah. great a- anticipation really yes. we we do um, like pastor maybe said, uh, we are going to take holy communion let's, yeah. let's go and the beauty of the Bible in itself is. It's one connected story. Yeah, the story is about uh, the the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, and we want to make sure that that story continues. We we think about we think about communion. Oh, it, the, yeah, the Last Supper. That's when it started. The Last Supper. Well, we actually find that its roots are found in the Old Testament. And even in, Genesis, in Exodus chapter 12, uh, let me give you an overview of the story. The people of God, the children of Israel, uh, they were slaves in Egypt. And God sends Moses to deliver them. And in the Old Testament, there is a lot of what we call types and shadows of what is revealed in the New Testament. So Moses is a type and shadow of Jesus Christ. God sends Moses to deliver them. Uh, Again, the whole Old Testament is full of types and shadows, things that were uh, fulfilled in the New New Testament through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, Egypt is a type of a world system that keeps people in bondage with sin. The Pharaoh, the Pharaoh is the really, he's the king of Egypt. And in the type and shadow, he represents Satan. And he wants to keep people in bondage under sin. And, and God wants to deliver all people. He wants to deliver all people. Uh, the story goes like this. God sends uh, these plagues upon Egypt. And it's a judgment for sin. It's a a judgment because they're mistreating uh, the people of God. And he sends these judgments so that Pharaoh will release the children of Israel to go to the promised land. And it's important to notice as we look at the story that none of the plagues that God sends affected the children of Israel. With plagues of frogs, Flies, lice, hail, locusts, uh, thick darkness, and even uh, having the Nile River turn into blood. And Pharaoh was hard-hearted and he refused to let God's people go. He refused to listen to God Almighty. So God is saying that he's gonna send one last plague and this plague would hit the entire nation of Egypt. And it was going to be that God was going to destroy. He was going to kill all firstborns, whether it was an animal or whether it was a human being. All firstborns, God was going to send this judgment upon so that those people would be destroyed. Now, God was gonna send this death angel, but in preparation, God speaks to Moses and how the children of Israel could be removed once again from this plague. In order for the death angel to pass over the children of Israel so they would not be affected by this plague, that's where we get the name, Passover, the Passover. It is a Jewish uh, holiday, it's a Jewish religious day. matter coming up
0: next week, right on Easter.
1: Right on Easter. This is pretty amazing that uh, Passover is going to be the same day Easter is. This is something God loves. (laughs) So God instructs Moses to have the children of Israel get a yearling lamb out of their flocks. And then he has them kill this lamb. And with a twig of Hissa, to take the blood of that lamb and then apply it on the lintel of the door and on the doorposts. This would be a signal to the death angel to pass over anybody who had applied the blood to their door frames. So this is important for us to understand because this is where we get a type and shadow Of communion. It starts in Exodus chapter 12. And whenever the blood was applied, they were free from the plague.
0: And so you fast forward to the New Testament, and in the Gospels, we see Jesus having a Passover meal, Mm -hmm. the Last Supper, with his 12 disciples. Correct. And he's in the upper room. And there's bread and there's wine on the table. And Jesus knows that he's soon going to the cross. He knows that his crucifixion is at hand. Jesus knows that this is why he came into the world. Um, The Bible says that Jesus is the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And when the Apostle John saw Jesus, when Jesus came for baptism with the Apostle John, um, he said, Behold the Lamb of God who yes. takes away the sin of the world. And so the animals that were sacrificed under the old covenant, like that lamb that we were just talking about, uh, that was a type and shadow of Correct. what was to come. And that Jesus now is the fulfillment for us of that, the Passover lamb. He becomes our Passover lamb. And so just as death and judgment, uh, those plagues that Pastor Steve was just talking about, those were all judgments for sin that were coming against the people. So just as that death and judgment for sin was passing over the homes of the Israelites whenever the blood was on the Mm. doorpost and the lintel of the house, the same way now for us in the New Testament, Yes, we have faith in Jesus's blood that was poured out for us on the cross. That eternal death and judgment for our sin mm. now see is passed over in our lives. Hallelujah! That's an awesome <laughs> thought. When you when you it's it's wonderful. See, but a penalty. What we have to understand is that a penalty had to be paid right. Right. for sin. Yes, that sin demanded a penalty, and here's another scripture to look up: Hebrews nine verse twenty-two. It says this, that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness for sin. Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness for sin. And so the animal blood that was sacrificed in the Old Testament covered over sin, but it was ultimately pointing to the one who would remove sin, the sin of the world. Forever. And so Jesus' blood was the ultimate yes. and the complete sacrifice Praise for the God. sin of the world. That's good news. Yes. Look at what it says in Hebrews 8.12. Hebrews 8.12? 8, Hebrews 8.12. Okay. It says this, that he went once for all. This is talking about Jesus. He went once for all into the holy of holies of heaven. And it says, not by virtue of the blood of goats and okay. calves, but he went, but he brought his own blood having secured a complete redemption and everlasting release for
1: us. (laughs) So
0: when we partake of communion, we must remind ourselves of these things, that because of his blood, I'm forgiven of my sin. And because of the blood of Jesus, the power of sin, and hell and and eternal death is broken off of my life, that God's love and acceptance of me is secure. Mm. And it's sure, because Jesus paid my debt. He paid your debt if this you received the sacrifice, if this you receive the good news that the power of sin and death is destroyed. I've been we've been given eternal life.
1: Hallelujah. The very
0: eternal life of God.
1: That could make you almost get up and dance right now.
0: And that's really the good news <laughs> of the gospel. That is the gospel that God loves people and he yes. wants you to know him. He wants us to live in his life with him forever. But sin created a chasm between between us and God it yeah. separated us from God and there was no way for us to get back there was no way to make it right before God none of your good works can do it you could be mm-hmm. the best person in the whole world and you can but you'll never be perfect right. and it demands perfection because God is a holy and perfect and pure God and so Jesus came he sent he sent his son Jesus to pay the penalty for our sin and when he rose from the grave Scripture says we were justified. Ha. And so it, he defeated that blood, paid the penalty, and it defeated sin's power over our life. Yes, And so that cross is, was like a bridge. You know, it was a bridge that uh, just filled the gap and that once separated us from God. Praise and God. so it, the response to all this is what's important in our yes. life. When you hear the message of salvation, it demands a response will I believe and have faith and trust in that message that I do need forgiveness for my sin, that I do need salvation, I do need a Savior, that I can't make and work myself to heaven on my own. And that's the good news of the gospel, that we can receive the gift of salvation simply by faith in the message.
1: Oh, praise God. Now, we're going to partake of communion, but I have to let you know that according to the scriptures, Communion, Holy Communion is only for believers. It's only for those who have been born again. Those who have received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. It is exclusively for believers. But here's the good news. Here's the good news. Pastor Mamie just described about how the cross of Jesus Christ bridged the gap. He bridged the gap between God, a holy God, and sinful man. And by accepting Jesus Christ and his sacrifice, that atonement for our sins is complete. It's complete. We're justified. It's because of God's mercy and his grace. But you and I, there's always a God part and there's always a man part. And our part is to believe in that sacrifice. Believe with your whole heart. Believe with your whole heart. And when you do that, when you accept the Lord as your Lord and Savior, you then now are welcomed to the communion table. This is good news too, because this is a spiritual act that brings something powerful within your spirit. It makes us alive, amen? Now, okay, how do, how do we get saved? How, how, how do we go about getting saved? Well, the Bible declares that in Romans chapter 10, verses nine and 10, if you have your Bible, this is something to have underlined in it. I'll give you a little opportunity to get to that scripture. Romans chapter 10. 10. Verses nine and 10. Nine and 10, okay. Now this is how the Bible declares for us to be born again. It says that you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. It says, for with the heart, a person believes, resulting in righteousness. And with the mouth, confession results in salvation. So there's something, faith has to be two places. It has to be Mm -hmm. in your heart, and it has to be spoken out of your mouth. It has to be spoken out of your mouth. This is a holy act that we're about ready to partake of. And if you're ready to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, to have your sins washed away, to have that relationship with the Father who knows the very number of your hairs on your head, this is how intimately he is involved in your life. But you have to invite him into your life. And so if it, this is how we're going to help you Make the steps and fulfill Romans chapter 10, verses nine and 10. I want you to bow your heads. This is a holy moment. This is a very important moment. This is the best decision that you can make in all of your life. Because every single person that has ever walked this earth, that has ever breathed a breath of air on this earth, we're all gonna stand before Jesus. We're going to stand before God the Father and he's going to ask you and me, what'd you do with my son? There's only one right answer. And that answer is, I accept of him as my Lord and Savior. <laughs> I want you to bow your head. I want you to say this. Ready? This is how you'll be born again, welcomed into the family of God. You'll be able to partake of holy communion dear god go ahead say that out loud so you can hear dear god dear god i know that i'm a sinner and i ask you to forgive me i'm a sinner and i ask you to forgive me i believe jesus christ is your son i believe jesus christ is your son i believe that he died for my sins i believe that he died for my sins and you raised him to life again I want to trust him as my savior.
0: I want to trust him as my savior. And I want to
1: follow him as my lord. I want to follow him as my lord. From this day forward, forward. I'm asking you, Father, I'm asking you, Father, guide my life. Guide my life. Help me to do your will. Help me to do your will. All this I pray in Jesus name. I pray this in Jesus name. Oh, friend, if you said that prayer, please Contact us. Get a hold of us. Write that down on or even private messages because we want to give you some information. We want to help you grow in your spiritual walk with Christ. Now, I want you to get your elements ready for communion. And if you've just said that prayer, I want you to go to the refrigerator, get your juice. I want you to go to get your bread. Come on. Hopefully (laughs) you have it right there. You don't have to leave the screen. Go ahead and take it. Take your time. You know, Pastor Mamie brought up the Last Supper. And this is when Jesus talked about Holy Communion. And it was after the Supper. And he said that, you know, he was sitting with his 12 disciples. And he said, well, uh, we're here. I want you to take this bread. I want you to all eat this bread. Because this is my body given for you. My body given for you. That's the sacrifice that he made. And then after he gave thanks, he he took the cup. And he, he said, take the cup. And all of you drink from it. He said, all of you drink from it. He says, this is the blood of the covenant. And for the forgiveness of sin for many. Friend, it's so beautiful to know that your sins are forgiven and that Jesus Christ paid for that so that you and I can walk free from the power of sin because sin has a power. But because of what Jesus did and because of our acceptance of him, we can walk free from that power of sin. Now I'm gonna go to... 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And I'm gonna read some scripture. It's talking about Holy Communion and how to partake of it. And it starts off this way. And I'm gonna start off with verse 23. It says that the Lord Jesus Christ, the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. That means he took the bread and he broke it. This is his body. If we recognize what Jesus did, go oh ahead. Yeah, should we, yeah, should let's, we take our bread? And should, we, should we break it? Yeah. We, it, we, I, we're I'm talking. T- taking a cracker. Now, it's not that it's a cracker, it's not that it's a piece of bread. This is a spiritual reality that we're placing ourselves in the spirit so that God Himself can work a work within us to help us conform to the image of Christ. It says, this is my body given for you. He broke it. And so break it. Don't take it. (laughs) I know it's fun. (laughs) But listen, what does bread do? Jesus said he's the bread of life. He's the bread of life. What what does food do? What does bread do? First of all, it, it refreshes us. It sustains us. These are good things. And Jesus is saying, I'm the bread of life. Partake of my body. He says, there's there's other things. Jesus, when he went to the cross, before he was hung on that cross, they brutally beat him. They whipped him. And every single one of those strokes laid his back open. And the Bible declares that by the stripes that he took on his back, we're healed. Great promise. There is no gospel apart from a healing gospel. The Bible declares that Jesus went about doing good and healing all, here it is, who were oppressed by the devil. So as we partake of this, the bread, the bread of life, Understand it, this same thing, if we partake of it in faith, that the healing power of Jesus, Jesus Christ right. can start to work in our bodies. Yes. So go ahead and take. So we break it. Yes. Now, Thank you, Lord. Was we'll the juice body? It goes on in verse 25, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 25. It says this, in the same way he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me until this proclaims the Lord's death until he comes again. It's the blood of Jesus that forgives us of our sins. Yes. But we do this in remembrance of him. We do holy communion in remembrance of him. That he willingly gave up his body to bridge that gap that Pastor Mamie talked about. Between you and I, between mankind and the Holy God. But it's the blood that the covenant is sealed in. That means it's unbreakable. This is why we need to exercise our faith yes. in the promises of God. Because all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ Jesus.
0: Thank you, Lord, for forgiving us of our sin. We look at this blood. We realize how much we've been forgiven. And it is also told to us in Scripture that we should examine ourselves our own heart, before we partake of communion. But am I recognizing you as Lord over my life? Do I... Honor you as God in my life, and to get our to just yes. take a moment, and if you may just sit there and right now and just say, if if the answer is I, I'm sorry, Lord, forgive me, Lord. Yes, I need to I need to put you first place in my life. Then do it. This is what communion is about, because the the, the beauty of our covenant is that we're not going to be perfect after we are born again. We are still going right to s- sin. But there is forgiveness for that sin. Did we confess our sin? God's faithful and just, it says in First John, to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And this was part of what the Apostle Paul was telling the Corinthian church to do, yes. to examine your heart, you know, and, and judge yourself for the sin in your life and ask God to forgive you. And he will and he'll cleanse
1: you. And he'll empower you to escape that same temptation. Yes, he will. This is good This news. is the
0: power of the blood. So we drink this in faith.
1: That's There's right. something else that is involved with communion. We remember what Jesus did for us. But we <clears throat> all should come to an understanding that Jesus is coming back. Yes, he is. He's coming back to make everything right. He's coming back to put down lawlessness. Which we see a lot in the world. Yes. But here's the thing. We can anticipate him coming back. No one knows the day or the hour. It could be tomorrow. It could be later on today. So we wanna be ready. And we wanna live our lives in a way that's pleasing to the Father. Amen. Amen. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. You know, We're doing our best to help you grow your faith in a time like this. We have a lot of resources on uh, our website. Pastor Mamie and I have been doing these faith moments. They're short, but yet you can take them in your heart and start to live out and grow your faith.
0: And you could take communion. Yes, you can do this repeatedly in your home. I think this is a powerful thing. Sometimes we we do again consider communion something we do once a week, once a month. You could take communion every day, even as you sit down before a meal and remember what the Lord has done for us. And I think it's so important now, especially when there's a lot of fear yeah. over mm-hmm. the coronavirus mm-hmm. and the things that are happening in the world. We put a video out there this. This week, I'm not yes. sure if it's, it probably is up by now, but it's uh, really taking the blood of Jesus in faith, and we took anointing oil though for the blood, and we put yes. a cross over the lintel of the door, and the, and you can put it on the side post just like they did in the old covenant. But it's 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 an act of faith. It just says this virus, this plague, is going to pass over my house. <laughs> It's not coming, nigh my dwelling. That's right. We also pray Psalm 91 over uh, our house. We prayed it over some of your houses. Right.
1: Uh, Any member of Community Life Church, if you just call the church office, Pastor Mamie and I would be more than happy to come out and anoint your house with oil and pray Psalm 91 over you. Let me speak to the dads real quick before we leave. It says, because of the resources that we have, it's an opportunity for you and an opportunity for me to utilize those resources. I know that Pastor Ben is is bringing forth a lot of things that will help settle your children's hearts. Not just settle their hearts, but also cause their faith to grow. Dads, husbands, we have an opportunity right now before us that we can be the spiritual leaders of our house. We have an opportunity to help build our family's faith. To build our faith. The Bible says, if you had faith as small as a grain of mustard seed, you can move mountains. Let's face it, we're all move, we're all looking at mountains today in our lives. But yet, we have an opportunity also to build our faith mm-hmm. so that we can speak to those mountains and that they can move. Yeah. Amen? Amen. God bless you. We love you. And we yes. find it such a privilege to be your pastors. Yes. We love you. God bless love you. God bless you. Amen. Talk to you soon.
0: Yes.